Afternoon, evening. This is the Impulse Show, and I am Tito Labine. With me, as always, is the beautiful and delicious Jeffrey Keeble. What up? What up? Are you only What's calling up, me brother? beautiful because my brother's not here? Yeah, by default. Yeah, you're, uh, you're the only one there. So, well, apparently, like, I'm the third least favorite Indian in everybody's <laughs> mind. <laughs> I don't know why either. I thought I was a funny one. Well, because you're always trying to get out of stuff. That's why. Dude, no, don't. No, I was, yeah. I was, I was. I'll admit yeah. that one. I didn't want to go this weekend, but no, I'm glad I did. <laughs> See, exact. Thank you. It, it was a good Thank wedding. You. It was a good wedding, and uh, it was a really good wedding. Yeah, or wedding reception. We should wedding say. reception. See, aren't you glad you went? Yeah, yeah. And now we have to find more weddings to go to. No, 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 no. Because uh, if it wasn't for who we were hanging out with, it wouldn't have been fun. Yes, so, it sorry, sorry it nothing against white people. No, <laughs> I edit this out. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but uh, congratulations, Kyle and Hunter, on your beautiful reception since we didn't get invited to the wedding. But yeah, we, we all nope. could have used some sun that day. It was no invite to Mexico, no, nothing. But we got invited to Upper Michigan. Yeah, we got invited to the snow and the cold, so that was cool. <laughs> no, fun week, fun weekend, though. I mean, like I said, I tried everything to get out of it. I used my kid as an excuse. I used not finding a babysitter as an excuse. I used, I tried pulling my girlfriend into the picture and using her as an excuse. She was super supportive <laughs> yeah, of you going. She was, too, man. I was super bummed. <laughs> yeah, why are you so supportive? Yeah, why now? No. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Yeah. What's what's going on? No. <laughs> yeah, but no. No, it was uh it was a lot of fun, man. It was uh good food, good drinks, um, good energy, good hanging out with climbing. I mean, that was a lot of fun. Um, my fucking head hurt from laughing so much, but it was good. Yeah, no, it was definitely fun. I don't know. I wonder if I got sick. I'm a little congested right now. Oh, oh, don't be saying that. Smallpox, bro. Yeah, it might be chlamydia or syphilis. (laughs) We did go up there to try to find you a lady friend. Yeah, how'd Uh, that work out? That failed miserably. Uh, Yeah, you did. Yeah, that everyone did. (laughs) Everybody. <laughs> oh man. No, but uh no, I had, I had a lot of fun for like uh just kind of well first of all we were an hour late Yeah. Eastern time. The, yeah, well the invite that I got sent didn't say Eastern or Central on it, just said 5 p.m. And apparently the the physical invites everyone got. Oh no. Could you hear any of that? Yeah, why? Oh, okay, cuz you were like Oh, no, no. I got all of that, brother. You were like glitching. No, out. Okay. no, no. That's why we no, need a sponsor. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the invite that I got was, uh, so it didn't say Eastern or Central. And 
So we rolled up just uh, just an hour late. The thing the thing was is that they were expecting that. So <laughs> even when we tried to be on time, yeah. we were <laughs> unintentionally late. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, how was the drive home? Drive home from the the ceremony, or or I mean the the oh. reception, or I mean from Mole Lake to here. From Mole Lake to home, Moldy Lake. Moldy Lake to Minneapolis. Yeah, it was good, man. It was. Uh, I realize I'm getting old now. I'm drinking coffee now instead of like Red Bull or. <laughs> Uh, to, to, you know, Rockstar or to kick Amp it up at a, or, to kick it up. or Nas, <laughs> you know, or any any of those, you know, respectable energy drinks. Yeah, I'm not doing those so much anymore. And <laughs> now I'm a, I'm a coffee guy. I'm old. Damn, you look old right now. I look old right now. Yeah. Do you think it's because of the lighting? I don't know. Like the angle, the bags underneath your eyes. It's all black. Dude. It's so bad, man. Like I can never get enough sleep. I slept so good last night, but did you? I slept like total. Crap. I slept amazing. Really, dude. I had I had a two year old in in the bed with us, and fucking foot to the face like every ten mm-hmm. seconds. Don't have kids. No, I woke up sore, like because I, I slept in the same position so long. <laughs> I turned. I was like, ouch, yeah. my back. Uh. No, I ate so much at this wedding too. I ate you so did. much. I you ate. had a lot of uh, a, lot a lot of, of donuts. donuts. The donuts were good. I had a lot of them. I gained five pounds. You gained five pounds? Yes, I was two sixty three when I when I woke up that morning to work out, and then I weighed myself before when I got up because I was like, ah, oh, we'll see where my weight's at, and then it'll it'll debate. Uh, I'll debate if uh, I work out or not. And then I stepped on the scale. I'm like, oh, <laughs> holy fuck. I ate way too many donuts. <laughs> and I ended up, uh, yeah, doing legs and everything. And no, it was a good weekend. Good overall how many, weekend. Uh, how many pieces of pizza did you have? Uh, three, four. Uh, on top of what would you have for dinner? Uh, the ribs and mashed potatoes <laughs> and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> and then five donuts. And then we stopped at the gas station on the way home. We did too. We got snacks. We got a zebra cake. <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that. God damn it. Man. I just do my whole fucking workout routine out the door. <laughs> See, that, that's why I work out so hard. So I can do stuff like that on the weekend. You work out once a week. I work out three times a week. How dare you? How many times did you work out last week? Uh, Once. <laughs> On Tuesday, and then on Thursday, I didn't because I was a little hungover from Wednesday. And then usually I work out Saturday morning, but since I was back home, uh, didn't work out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go hard tomorrow. No, Super Bowl was good. Super Bowl was good. Mm-hmm. I feel like I called it, though. I said they weren't going to call any pass interference, not until the fourth quarter. Once it starts getting close and ticky tacky and. What ended up happening? Yeah, it was crazy, especially with um, uh, the Bengals doing the face mask to the safety there, to Ramsey. Oh, on that touchdown? Yeah. I'll, yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll admit that they definitely they got away, they got with, away one. with one. I, I mean, mean, but they didn't was, win, so it didn't matter at the end. But yeah, I mean, I, I was cheering for the Bengals. Um, 
and they they definitely got away with one uh there um but yeah man down in that red zone it just got a little sketchy man there was uh there was a video of like uh the offensive line for the rams that that had done a false start and uh no flag was thrown there so everyone is you know jumping seems to be jumping on board with the fact that you know the nfl is wanting to is wanting the la los angeles rams to win mm-hmm, and uh mm-hmm. i mean it's hard to i i was only going for the rams because of of uh the quarterback the qb stafford stafford yeah mm-hmm. well deserved well deserved 13 years yes now well deserved after 13 years yeah. and and that was the thing too that i talked about was like if the rams won it wouldn't be anything that was like too devastating but um you know andrew whitworth that lineman old guy i think he's like 42 yeah. got his ring so Again. stafford got his ring and then donald. I, and then as much donald as I, and Odell yeah Beckham. aaron donald yeah i uh He's been there since they were in St. Louis. So, I mean, I can appreciate that. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think for me, I just didn't want the L.A. fan base to. I'm like, they didn't oh, deserve a Super Bowl. Oh, reap all the benefits. <laughs> yeah, I felt I yeah. felt that the the L.A. fans didn't. They don't deserve a Super Bowl with moving there. And like their home crowds are absolute dog shit. And <laughs> I don't know, man, like people just bandwagon jump on. They're like, oh, well, since they're here, I guess I guess I'm a fan. And then they fucking end up winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then did you hear the owner speak to you after the Super Bowl? He's like, yeah, you know, we just, I believed in Sean, uh, believed in Matthew and, and Aaron and these guys, and they did a really good job. It's like, there was no excitement in his voice. I was so, I don't know, he agitated by it. He just knew. Yeah. He was like, oh, <laughs> I've known that we're going to win for weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Moving forward, should we uh, get our should we get our uh, guest on? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, all right. I'm I'm giving him the old jingle bangle. Give him the old jingle jangle mm-hmm. bingle. And well, since uh, since our guests today, uh, I, I must say, you know, every year of your life, you encounter a character, a character who stands out amongst the rest. There's a little voice in the back of your head that says, hey, get to know this person. Well, I encountered this person last season, this enigma, this smooth spoken man with a bit of a southern drawl. What went from a typical interview turned into an anticipated one because I knew quite possibly some funny or wild shit would be said. I do get excited for these podcast guests, but I'm especially, especially hyped for the one that we have today. Today, we have a man from Humble Beginnings. From dirt carts and dirt bikes and the 1996 Madison County dirt karting champion slash rookie of the year to the oval tracks in his stock car, a 1978 Georgia to the UTV tracks in Wisconsin. This man has climbed the ladder. This man looks at you like you're the only person in the world. This man <laughs> jumped straight from a UTV to the top class in the sport and hasn't looked back since. This man has battled with the best of the best. Oh, yes. It is true that he hasn't had that sweet, sweet taste of a Pro 4 win, but you best believe the podium knows his name. And you will, too. Hailing from Atlanta, Georgia, today we have the number 44 United Rentals-backed Pro 4 of none other than Jimmy Henderson. What's going on, guys? What's up, Jimmy? What's going on? 
Oh, nothing much. Took a nap while y'all were messing with computer wires, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I'm two, I'm two bottles deep now. We're in trouble. Oh, oh there, <laughs> you there you go, Tito. There's your Don't sign. Don't play. Don't play. I got a CCG on standby. <laughs> uh, I supposedly have to go back to work today, so I, I try to keep him. All right. All right. All right. I guess that's respectable. But, uh, dude, how you been, man? How was your weekend? What'd you think of the Super Bowl? Uh, it was pretty good. You know, I made it a little bit after halftime and <laughs> we had a bunch of people at the house. We, we had a crazy weekend. Um, we had family down from North Carolina and, um, you know, we were loaded in the house. I had three dogs in the house. So we were, we were pretty burnt out by the time Super Bowl got here. <laughs> How about that halftime show, though? Mm. Mm -hmm. I was digging that. Mm -hmm. I was digging that, man. That took me back to my 90s. And I'm from Atlanta, too. So, you know, like, whew, Dr. Dre, Eminem, <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I was I was getting down. Mm -hmm. I was trying to crip walk in my, back, in my, uh, my <laughs> living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, video of that. Can we get that later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be on my girlfriend's uh, hidden camera somewhere in my house. No. <laughs> uh, no, the no, game was man. good, you know. Good fight. So. Mary uh, Mary J. Blige, man. I'm sorry, but I thought she was looking looking pretty good. Yes, yeah, she was doing good. She was doing good. I mean, I was looking at J-Lo in the background, but, you know, <laughs> that's just me. I mean, <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, she's uh, back with uh, Ben Affleck. Um, so, how'd you feel about Matty Stafford finally getting that uh, that Super Bowl ring? Him going to Georgia? Man, it was great to see that. You know, the head coach is uh, a graduate of UGA, also. So you got a you got two guys from Georgia being able to put it together. I mean, that that was pretty awesome. And I've I watched Stafford. I love Georgia football, and um, you know, I watched Stafford growing up, and it was great to see him go out there and. I said at the end, I mean, geez, Atlanta is such a disappointing football team. It's just great to see something. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So, hanging on. Yeah, I'll scratch off the 28 to 3 uh, issue here, real quick. Yeah, appreciate right. that, guys. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, man. Uh, always, uh, uh, always been in Georgia. So what? You're a Georgia Bulldogs fan, Atlanta Falcons, Braves fan, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. We even go to some Hawks games. I like a little basketball too. Ooh, okay. man. So, so you've been pretty, yeah. uh, pretty spoiled. Yeah, I mean, I tell you that the dogs were awesome this year. You know, college football. It's just nothing like college football. Um, but the Braves, I mean, we had a great parade here in downtown Atlanta and, um, you know, it's been a long time since the Braves have really done something that great. You know, we went 14 years getting a pennant and we got spooled to death and then they sucked for so long. And I was just like, well, and they moved them to Cobb County, which isn't even Atlanta. Like, you know, I don't know if people really know that, but they moved the stadium outside of the city of Atlanta. And um, there was some grief about that too, but for another day, <laughs> I gotta I gotta come down and uh, and check out Atlanta. I've been there one time. I had a uh, when I was a manager of a hotel. I had 
uh, GM training down in, what is it? Alfreda? It's like Northern, Northern yep. Atlanta. Yep. So, and then I ended up partying too hard there and I had to try to get back to the airport uh, and take the train from there to the airport. And right as I walked up to my gate, they were uh, starting to board. So the train yeah, system Atlanta, was Atlanta can be like Vegas. You, you know, if you know the right places to go, you hang out with the right people, you wake up the next morning, just hope to God you got all your clothes and you didn't wreck anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was down in uh, Atlanta, I went to Waffle House and had me some grits. Hey, <laughs> just to let you know, I keep, I keep grits stocked in my motor home just in case y'all ever want to experience that. Some, some legit grits, right? Like, like, some oh yeah. Waffle house yeah, style grits. Yeah. They come right out of the can, like this huge Quaker oat can, <laughs> you know, y'all have oatmeal and like creamy, nasty stuff. I don't even know what that stuff is. <laughs> Cody, my Cody, my crew chief's like brings me like a thing of oatmeal. I'm like, I'm, th- this looks like gruel out of like you know a prison or something. <laughs> <laughs> you got to throw a little bit of uh, maple syrup and brown sugar in oatmeal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually eat my grits with hot sauce. So, so how do you uh, eat your grits? So I eat mine with pepper and uh, I think a little bit of cheese and butter. I eat mine with Frank's Red Hot. And that's pretty much it. Maybe some bacon. You could throw bacon, cheese, and sausage on it. That's pretty good. They call it a grit bowl. Ooh. And uh, it's got to have hot sauce on it. Ooh. Well, I yeah. tell you what, man. Uh, this upcoming season, I'll hold you to the to the grits. You got you to make me a bowl of your famous grits. Yes, I, I can do that. Well, and speaking of uh, the upcoming season, then, you're going to be under your own uh, own awning. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I hear. That's yeah. what I see. So why did you move from, uh, from the griefs to your own, uh, your own, um, your own I know, I know it's kind program? of a silly question, but your yeah, own your own, uh, semi program. Yeah. So we're pretty much, we, we bought a semi and everything like that. And it was a part of the plan. Um, you know, progression when I started renting the truck from Johnny, um, you know, and then, I was able to, the first year is just like, Hey, we're going to try this out. Things went pretty good. The next year I was able to rent it for a full year. And then I bought the truck and then I was like, well, I need to be under your tent one more year. I can't buy the truck, you know, buy motors and all the stuff I need to do and get a semi. So it's been a progression over the past two years to kind of build the team to what it is. Um, you know, Johnny and, and Kathy and the entire Greece family and Greece team is, unbelievably just generous to us and has allowed us to help us teach us how to get camp spots and how to set up for food and everything. I mean, they have done more than I ever expected, but, um, you know, it's taken us time. I'm actually, my team is CJ's old pro two team. So my crew chief and my mechanic are CJ or from CJ's old pro two. And we're taking them over with us too. So, um, you know, it's just been a progression and, and, you know, it's a lot of work. I, I bought a semi, bought a semi trailer, tore the semi trailer apart, made it the way I wanted it. That's been crazy. 
Um, so, you know, we have had a lot going on. Not only that, we did a lot of work redesigning the truck, um, which Johnny, Johnny and CJ and, and Brad and Devin did the work. Um, so we put, you know, changed the whole rear suspension, a lot of stuff to it to get it updated to where it needed to be. So this all season has been insane. Um, you know, I pretty much, I go from about four in the morning to about eight at night, eat dinner, go to bed, wake up, do it again. It does been my life since September. Damn. So every, every day pretty much, huh? or at least consistently from September, when do you think your, uh, your truck's going to be done? And, and when do you think you're going to start testing? Well, when they start unloading boats over in the Pacific, I might get some gears, <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> no, really right now. Um, so I spoke to actually spoke to my crew this morning. They are going to fly down the first week of March and we're going to start testing then. I'm still waiting on a few parts. Um, just trying to, I want to update everything. Um, you know, just go fresh. We're still running all, a lot of the stuff that Fortin had on the truck and mm-hmm. luckily we've made it you know, three, four years with it. um, So we're updating all that and I'm trying to be patient and wait on that, but I may end up running some of the stuff from last season. We're not going to do a lot of testing in Georgia this year. We're going to do two days, um, mainly just for flying the truck. You know, we're hitting the jumps, make sure spring combinations are good and everything. And then we plan on getting up to Wisconsin early May and actually start doing our testing. So in, in Georgia, how do you uh, how do you even test a Pro 4? Do you guys have just a little, like, uh, back 40 and you got a couple jumps built or what? Uh, yeah, I've actually got, like, a, what used to be a little farm on uh, about 12 acres, and I just cut a track into it. It literally goes, like, 150 feet from my neighbor's house. So, just like, <laughs> he, really, he really wishes he would have bought that property from me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I bet you he enjoys the noise. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're out here. Look, man, we are we are country as shit down here. It, these people don't care. They're out on the back porch watching me. Oh, they're out there with their cameras, like call their buddies. Uh, like, Next thing I know, Oprah. Yeah, you see one of those like a UGA tent pop up, and they throw some lounge chairs out, and they got a twelve pack of beer, and they're just like, "Hey, t- come check out my neighbor." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, dude, that's uh dude, that's um pretty awesome though, man, that you know you, you've got all these parts still on that truck, you know, that it was a rented truck, you know, that that now you have and and like you said, man, Doug Fortin had had it. And for you to have the success that you've had um makes it I think that more imp- that much more impressive. Um, and now that you're able to kind of do your own thing, does that make you even more excited and confident for the upcoming season? Absolutely. The end of last season, um, you know, we went into last season. I felt like we were fast. I felt like I finally kind of like knew how to get the speed, but I had to be so aggressive um, and not aggressive like in the truck, like in my mind, I had to be so aggressive to get to the speed to where obviously Johnny, CJ, and LaDuke are. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys are animals. They, they they run at a pace that you feel like you're, like, way out of control, but they do it in control, and they do it lap after lap. Certainly CJ. 
CJ probably runs that in his sleep. And, you know, you're just like <laughs> behind him, like following CJ, you're like, oh, he'll make a mistake. He'll make a mistake. Yeah. You're going to wait all day. You might, as well, you might as well just quit that. Um, <laughs> and these guys, they race at that level. You know, they have that kind of talent. So the beginning of last season, I wanted to be up there in that, like get out of that mid pack and get up into the top. And um, we were able to do it with lap times, but I've, I've made mistakes. You know, I hit tractor tires at Lena, I broke a gear at Anigo. Um, you know, I don't even want to talk about ERX, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just didn't, it was completely me. I did not put myself in good positions to finish out the races, even though we had a fast car. And as the season went on, I built confidence and I got more comfortable in the truck and it showed, you know, with the last four races, we had four podiums. So, um, you know, it showed as the season went on that we were getting better and that I was getting better as a driver. And same thing, my team, my team was getting better prepping the truck. Um, I was getting to where I wasn't working as late at night on race weeks because they were really taking, I mean, toward the end of the season, I got out of the truck, we scraped it, cleaned it, rolled it in there, and Cody and Pat had everything handled. So, um, you know, we're getting to that point as a team because Pro 4 is a team effort. Mm -hmm. That truck that truck gets beat to death. I ain't ever. I've raced everything with a steering wheel, and I ain't ever raced anything like that. So for anybody who's, like, looking to get into Pro 4, you know, um, how long do you think it would take to get to your spot? Do you think that you, because of your experience that you've had driving and racing before has helped you kind of settle in? And, and this is what your, what was that your third year last year? Um, so last year was my second full year. Cause the year before I only ran like four races. Um, yeah. when it was the white truck, I only ran four races. So you could call that a partial, and then the year before, uh, Johnny owned the truck. And then last year, I owned the truck. So last year was my last, my first full season. And, you know, I mean, you think about like Kyle Chaney and Andrew Carlson. Like they've moved up through the ranks, you know. And Chaney's got, you know, umpteen million championships and side by sides and stuff like that. And then you see him move to Pro 4 and, and not really struggle, but it's different. I mean, the intensity is is very high, um, you know, and it's really learning how to control a 4,000-pound truck with four-wheel drive. To me, it was because I wanted to, like, go in the corner at 100 miles an hour. You know, the very first time I tested it, Johnny, I went into the gravel pit and we were testing. And Johnny's like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like yelling <laughs> on the radio at me. And I'm like, what? I'm just sending it, man. Come on. <laughs> you know. <laughs> in your head, you think it's okay, but it takes it takes a lot. You gotta you gotta do everything like five steps before you think it really needs to happen. You know, because you're going so fast and you're and the truck's so heavy, you, you're really doing things, you know, way before like when you're in a pro mod, you can turn in last second and make the turn. And it's like, okay, that was fun. You know, but in a pro four, it won't, it'll throw you off track and you'll, you know, you'll eat shit. So. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, I remember, um, I was at ERX 2019 is, uh, I think I just moved here to Minnesota 
And I remember standing on the hillside, we made, me and Jeffrey made bets. And uh, he had like bet uh, that CJ would win. And I was like, I'll bet anyone else. I was like, even, even that Henderson guy. And I remember like saying that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that was kind of the first time that I had gotten to like hear your name or see you drive. And I think it's been absolutely incredible, um, you know, getting to where you've, to where you're at now from, from where I've seen you considering all the, the, you know, the parts that you've had, the, the things you've had to continuously use. And it's impressed Jeffrey so much that we, uh, we actually had our pro four uh, point championship picks and Mr. Keeble picks, uh, Mr. Jimmy Henderson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, that's my boy. Yeah. yeah. 22 <laughs> champion. That's who we're talking to right now. There you go, buddy. <laughs> uh, I got to win a race first, though. I think I want to put the car before the horse, but I, I, think, <laughs> I think I think once you get that taste of that win, you, you won't you won't lose again. Uh, I think, you know, I'm excited <laughs> about this year, like for real, it, stepping out on my own and you know, I'm still great friends with Johnny and CJ and the whole family. And, um, matter of fact, we just went to King of Hammers together. I worked as a crew member on his pit crew there. Um, CJ won the open, by the way. Way to go, CJ. Yeah. Yep. And, um, yeah, them Polaris is <laughs> ridiculous. That thing looked like a monster truck out there, but it, it was awesome. Um, so, anyways, we have fun doing that. So, we're still, you know, we still got the family vibe, but we are stepping out on our own it gives me an opportunity to kind of get creative with some stuff and feel like I have my own team. Um, you know, I've raced my entire life. Uh, I've raced something I've worked. I'm a construction worker, but I've always been involved in racing and I'm the kind of guy that I would race anything. Somebody would call me and be like, Hey, you know, I had a guy call me one time years ago. It's like, Hey, you want to race super light model? like a dirt super light model. I was like, yes, I do. And I got in it and I did good. And then I never talked to him again. I didn't, I wasn't really didn't <laughs> super like it a lot, but, um, I've done road coursing, road course racing on asphalt. Uh, you know, the side-by-side stuff I ran ASA, ARCA nationwide, you know, around lot of circle track. I just love racing. I love the competition of it. I love being on a pit crew, you know, I mean, I, I changed tires on a pit crew for a while. I was a fuel man for a while. Like, I just love anything competitive, anything involved racing. And, um, you know, I, I'm super excited about this year. I think that our team we're building is a good pro four team. I, I think we have a, a great team and the ability to be a great team. And not only that, but I think I can drive with these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know. I feel like I've pushed things too hard and I've like tried to find my balance because I do drive like I drive aggressive sometimes like Johnny does, but I have the ability to calm down and drive like CJ. <laughs> like CJ is the coolest, calmest guy ever. But if it was a one lap shootout, I'd have to go with Johnny. Like if it's just like, hey, we're throwing <laughs> the green. You got one lap to win this race. Johnny's like balls out. Like, let's, <laughs> let's do this. You know? And I would, I would be hard to put a hundred bucks against that man. So, and I feel like I fall in between them somewhere. Like I can drive aggressive like that, but I can back it off and be smart about it. Like I did at Crandon. I hung out behind Adrian Cheney. And I'm going to say this probably because I couldn't find the line to pass him. I knew I was faster than him, but I was like, really don't want to wreck my truck. 
right here at the end. <laughs> so I was very patient. And then, you know, guys were falling off, stuff like that. We had a chance to pass RJ when CJ went around RJ. Um, you know, me and Chenny were able to to kind of freight train him a little bit. And then when Matag, and I may be thinking of the wrong race, but anyways, toward the end of the race, I knew I had to take Chenny and I was able to do it, you know, and I did it clean. No, you know, didn't really get into him or anything. Had a clean pass, took my shot and was able to, you know, make some time up on the leader. So I feel like we're fast. And I feel like I can do this. And I do think you're right. You know, Jeffrey, once I get that first win, it'll take that off my back. It'll take that pressure away from me. And, and hopefully we'll be able to do it again. Mm-hmm. So, you, know, you had mentioned that, you know, you've been racing, you know, ever since you were a kid and uh, you're always super competitive. And um, we happen to have a, uh, uh, a race uh, we think that you'd be interested in. Uh, it's happening at ERX. Uh, Running Moonshine? It's, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> we can, it's we can the, put Moonshine uh, in, the, in the mix. Yeah, yeah. We can, <laughs> we can put Moonshine in, into the race at, at the end of it. Um, we're going to have a foot race, the, the second annual uh, pit area foot race. Uh, $20 entry fee. You interested? Oh man, guys! Not as young as I used to be. <laughs> I can I can do a foot race. I, I can do a foot race. I, I still I still run and exercise a lot, so I do P ninety eight. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Oh, oh, I right. tried that for two weeks. Yeah, I've been doing it for about a year, year and a half now. Oh, oh I get it. Ooh, you're probably shredded right now. No, actually, I am quite not shredded. <laughs> Between the Super Bowl, the holidays, um, not what I consider shredded, at least. But. Uh, so, so, so you think um, being underneath your own awning and running your own program, um, what do you think the biggest uh, jump you're going to make, um, I guess, driver-wise, um, next season, this upcoming season? Because now, now that you own, now that you own the truck, you know you you spent one year underneath the Greaves tent um, doing your own team thing, but you know you still had them there. And now that you're venturing off, you know, like like you said, now it's all you. You know it. You know it's you and your crew, and and that's it now. So you think there's gonna be some men- mental changes or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. You know. One big thing I think is the pressure will come off a little bit of being under Johnny and CJ's tent. And I say that in, um, you know, they were always great to me. They would talk to me about anything, but literally the first, I remember the first time at ERX when I out qualified Johnny, I was like, you know, scared to go back into the tent to an extent. And I've had that before. I raced for a team. I was a chassis builder um, for an ASA team. And this guy, Reed Sorensen, was the driver of the other car. And I drove one car. And we went to Atlanta. And I was first, and he was ninth. And I went back to work Monday morning, and all my shit sitting at the front door. And they kicked me out. Serious. And I took, you know, I mean, I built the chassis at night and stuff. So I took the car with me. (laughs) <laughs> but as far as, as far as being on the team, yeah, I mean, you know, 
uh, I've had that happen before. The the thing is though, Johnny and that group are not those kind of people. Johnny loves this sport. He loves pro four and all he wants to do is help it grow, mm-hmm. whatever it takes to, to build the sport, you know, and that's his legacy. That's what he'll leave. If, if pro four becomes the next, you know, NASCAR truck series or whatever, you know what I mean? As it grows and we get on TV and stuff, people will be able to look back and point at Johnny and say, that man helped make this happen. You know, just kind of like Walker Evans, you know, just like the history of it. He's got such a big part of it. And that's, that's what it was. But in my mind, I was intimidated by that a little bit. And, um, I would sit there, you know, even in the car, like if you look at my very first season when Johnny owned the car, I don't think I ever passed Johnny or CJ at any point <laughs> or even if they got next to me, I like slow down. It was a thing. Like I was like, don't wreck him. Don't wreck him. Cause I don't know if anybody watched that very first bark river race that I ran, but I sent Johnny through the fence. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much a lack of experience. And after that, I was like, don't fuck this up. <laughs> so owning the truck myself was a big thing. You know, like owning the truck and me owning, like, okay, if I tear it up, I can fix it. You know, yeah, that, that I can handle. And now it's like, hey, I've got my own team. These people are relying on me to go out and win. Mm-hmm. I just signed. So I've been with um, United Rentals on a regional, like a Southeast regional contract. Well, now I'm with corporate. So this year we signed a corporate sponsorship with them. United Rentals is fully behind us. They have a NASCAR uh, nationwide team and they have an IndyCar team. So they're expecting me to be at that level. They want a championship team and um, I'm going to do whatever I can to give it to them. You know, I did tell them it's a building process. You know, we got to walk before we run. So I want to win a race. Then I want to win more races. And then hopefully in time we can put that into a championship, you know. Mm -hmm. I happen to see a uh, United Rentals truck. Uh, on the way home yesterday from uh, Crandon to Minneapolis, I passed one just north of Wausau, Wisconsin. Man, United Rentals is everywhere. I mean, they are everywhere. My wife works for United Rentals. I rent from United Rentals. Um, I've been a part of a construction company my entire life. Um, my dad started a business in 87, and um I've worked for him for a long time. Now him and I have started another construction company together and um, we, we have both of them. So now we're running both of them, which he's kind of semi-retired, but um, you know, super busy around here as far as work goes. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm usually like redneck and red man boots and got my car hearts on stuff like that. And then I go to the racetrack and I dress up all fancy like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. You know? Uh, um, so so something super excited before we get too far and i forget about it because it's a huge step forward in my program because we keep talking about like we're under our own tent you know and we got uh, mental driver things and stuff like that but i have signed a deal with falcon tire and that is probably one of the most excited things that i've had i've got going on um, other than the geometry of the rear suspension, pretty excited about that, but I've done a lot of data, um, like, you know, running data through different tire companies, stuff like that. And I can not wait to get that truck out there running with those tires on it. You're going to be running the RTs 
at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just kidding. Inside oh. joke. Inside joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that no, that, that that's awesome though. I mean, uh, switch to a tire brand and has Falcon been? Who, who else is uh, sponsored by Falcon in, in the uh, course game? Cole Mamer. Cole Mamer. Cole Mamer. Yeah, there he's the go. main one. They got a bunch of. So down at KOH, I got to hang out with their um, their Ultra Four guys. And I saw it's the exact same tire that I run, and I saw what they did to them, and none of them blew out. So I'm, I'm expecting really big things. <laughs> but the biggest thing is like they're light. You know, they have a great tread pattern. They're easy to cut. They got plenty of directions you can cut them in, stuff like that. They got deep tread depth. They're really light. Did I mention that? Because that's a big yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of good things. It's got good thick sidewalls on it. I'm just excited because we had some issues last year, like at Bark River, um, that just like took us out of the race. Uh, it, yeah. My pit crew was amazing. It was like a NASCAR team. <laughs> if, if nobody noticed, but I have one tire that was a Maxis on the track. <laughs> Dude, I was just about to bring that up. I was waiting for my moment to bring it up. <laughs> Uh, a green Max's tire. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say you'll walk us through Bark River and your uh, and how awesome your pit crew is. Well, we literally like they come over the radio and they're like, "I'm like, I got a flat," and Cody <laughs> comes back to me. Well, we're out of tires, and I'm like, "Well, just fucking grab one, grab somebody, <laughs> <laughs> grab anybody's." <laughs> and then Johnny's like, "Yeah, I saw you go by," and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a nice green tire yeah. you got there, bud. Yeah, I think I, owe, I think I owe him a bottle of Crown or something. I'm gonna have to pay him back for that one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now with uh, moving to Falcon, do they have like uh, trackside support for you at the races, or are you guys cutting yeah. and and grooving your own tires? Um, no, so we'll have full trackside support. It's totally different this year, like. They're going to bring the tires to the track. I don't have to worry about going and getting tires and hauling tires, stuff like that. So they're going to bring the tires to the track. They got a full crew there. Doug Fletcher is the guy that kind of runs the truck and everything, and he is awesome. I mean, he has been great. Uh, They've already sent me, like, all my swag and my merchandise, stuff like that, and I got to hang out with them at KOH and just excited excited for what that partnership is going to bring. All right. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for you. Yeah, man. Just let me know how much are hats. So um, for next. $50, $50 piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey gets them for 25 yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to let you know, I listened, I listened to the episode where Jeffrey chose me and I, Jeffrey might get free swag. Yes. Yeah, I think yes. you got to pay double. Thank you. you pay- Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so I, I'm I'm the number one Indian in your heart right now. That, <laughs> I'll take I'm taking that. that. So yeah, I'm taking that right now. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sending I'm sending you a, a Valentine today, buddy. All right. <laughs> Valentine, <laughs> uh, oh man. So I know we had asked you earlier in the season, just kind of like about Pro Four, and I and I know you touched on it earlier. Um. But what is that comparison from a stock car to a pro four? 
Um, well, I'm not driving in circles for four hours, so that's awesome. Uh, that's, <laughs> that was one of the biggest things I will never forget. I, ra- I had a 200, 200 mile race at Michigan that I raced at Michigan international and I was going down the straightaway, like halfway through the race. And I was like, does anybody have a ham sandwich? And you know, my crew chief, <laughs> my crew chief's like, what the hell are you doing in there? We're running pretty good at the time. It was an ARCA race. We're running good. And I was, you know, I'm just fucking like, it's a five, eight mile long straightaway and there's nothing going on. I'm like, I have my ADD does not handle circle track very well. I, I love the, like Atlanta Motor Speedway was fun, but you know, in circle track, like the massive G-force was a lot of fun. Um, the high speed, you know, running around 200, competing with each other at those speeds was a lot of fun. But the car control, you didn't really have to have super great car control. I mean, literally, you could like one hand the thing half the time. It was just the physical like sweating and your heart racing for hours on end. That's very physically challenging. Um, so it had its stuff, but it wasn't exciting. Like, like I get out of a pro four now. I've been racing it for two years now. My fucking knees are like bruised from hitting each other just from standing there. They're shaking so bad. <laughs> you know, I mean, like I still shake when I get out of a pro four. I never did that in a circle track car. And um, I, I think that that's probably the biggest thing. That and the people. I mean, the people in circle track aren't necessarily the nicest and, you know, they, they have their opinions of themselves that are usually really great. And, <laughs> you know, in, in, the, in the short course world and the off-road world in general, I have yet to find, nope, uh, nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, have found one, I have found one family that does not like me, and I'm not going to mention their name from Cranon, but <laughs> I found one family that does not like me. <laughs> nobody involved with Cranon, just somebody I met at Cranon. <laughs> but, um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, for the most part, everybody has been super generous and super welcoming, you know, um, Kind of when I came onto the scene at ARCA, I was like a 20-year-old kid that nobody had no idea. I had no ties to Hendrix, no ties to any NASCAR guy, which is what most people in NASCAR have, is a tie to either a big sponsor or uh, somebody that's involved in it, you know. And I'm just this kid out of nowhere, and I'm running R&D cars for Morgan McClure, and I got treated that way. I got treated like, excuse me, you're you're in my shade, you know, like, and even there, like everybody has been great to me, you know, Mm. um, it's just, it seems like a huge family in short course off-road, you know, I can go talk to anybody. I've never had a problem going and just like walking up to Carlson's tent and being like, Hey buddy, what's up? And just having a conversation just to say, Hey, you know, and being from Georgia, that's a big thing to me. Like, I talked to my neighbor. I know the guy at the gas station down the road. He has my phone number. You know, <laughs> it's just, I like that, though. You know, I don't have a big family, and I like big family. Like, I like a lot of, we had, God, I don't even know how many people we had in our house this weekend. It was enough. But we had a <laughs> bunch of people in our house this weekend. I enjoy that. You know, my wife enjoys that. So, 
off-road really fits me very well because it is a family-oriented place. Um, and not only is it a family-oriented place, people actually treat you like that. Like, you can walk around, talk to people, make friends. You know, we get up there. We get up there and we beat and bang out on the racetrack. And then we go to the barn at Crandon and everybody's best friends. Yeah. While they're doing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't exactly. know what everybody does behind my back, though. Like for the most, to my face, everybody seems great. <laughs> so, why do you think that uh, that short course hasn't really made its way out of the Midwest? So, I had asked, I think Jared Brooks this because he's out in California, and seeing as how you're, you know, there in Georgia, um, do you think that maybe because NASCAR is just so popular in the South that there isn't any? like desire for a short course uh, series there? Absolutely not. No. Um, so my opinion from a business owner, I think it's advertising. I, I think that when you're going to do a race here, if they're going to run that race here in Georgia, they need to make sure the people in Georgia know they're, I ran this little dinky ass track Durham town and there would be a pretty good crowd there. I mean, people would come with their campers and stuff. And it was like, we had like 15 side-by-sides there. It wasn't this huge event or anything, you know, and the place would be pretty well packed out. And it, it just surprises me that people kind of have that, that thought that, oh, well, this is NASCAR country. No, this is, we're all rednecks. We all have side-by-sides. We all love dirt racing. I mean, there's a little dirt circle track down the road and they get three or 4,000 people a weekend. You know, I mean, there's, and there's not a, there's not an asphalt circle track in Georgia that is open. All the ones I drove at when I was a kid, you know, Lanier was a big one. It was sponsored by NASCAR for a while. Um, Gresham Speedway, which involved the Elliott's quite a bit. It's went under. So, yeah, I think dirt. I think Georgia is dying to see a pro four race. They are dying to see short course racing in general. Like I did a show for United Rentals in downtown Atlanta, and people are like, just you know, I, I had to like make them stop licking my truck. You know, it's just like, <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys. Yeah, what's that gasoline taste like? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the, the truck's named Doug. So you might want to stop kissing on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a, it has been upgraded to Doug 2.0, but no, for real, like, like the people here, they were asking me, like they were in love with the truck, you know, cause they do love the NASCAR stuff. But I mean, you put a NASCAR truck next to a pro four truck and it looks like, um, it looks like a little lowered S10 next to a yeah, 25. Yes. What, what are you going to check out? You know what I mean? Yes. So they were asking me, they were like, so do you jump this? And I, the first thought that came <laughs> to my head is I need a big screen TV on the side of the semi when I do these shows and I need a race playing. Yes. Because yeah. if they think the truck is that cool, but they don't actually understand what we do with it, it will blow their mind. You yeah. know, and it has to be advertised. It, these, you're not going to get a race facility built, you know, in Georgia, like talking about up there at Iron Mountain. 
that'll be successful if they advertise it to yeah. the right people. Like, don't put it on some AM fucking radio station nobody listens to. Find a way to get it out there, you know, and you get it to the right people, that place will be packed. You won't, it'll be standing room only. Yeah. So not to like, um, geez, not to like classify or like, you know, put these states in a group, but you know, we're, we're, um, you know, racing or NASCAR, um, or, you know, outdoors is, is pretty, um, popular. So you think if short course extends to like, like, you know, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, you know, like Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, you know, do you think it could be, you know, having, having tracks there? I could see that. I mean, really, from what I've seen from side-by-side racing, it would make sense to me to target, because North Carolina is very snooty about their NASCAR and several <laughs> tracks and stuff like that. that. Like, for real, they're, they're, they're real serious about it. But if you were to target Georgia and Texas, you know, like say those two states, Georgia and Texas, or maybe Georgia – Mississippi, Missouri, somewhere around there. But I know Georgia and Texas, like, I went to that Texplex a couple of times, and that place is banging. Um, they got a lot going on there. I know Johnny's been telling me about this place in um, Mid-America or something like that. Or some track they've been racing that's really good, and I'm, I'm not exactly sure where it's at. But, um, you know, Seems pretty good, but I feel like Georgia is going to be a hit. I, I think that if they do it right, they build a really good facility like ERX, you know. I don't think they got the room to build something like a Crandon, but they could build an ERX. And ERX is a beautiful facility. I mean, people will pour into that place. Yeah, yeah. ERX is definitely um, – I don't want to say it's grown on me because when I first went to ERX as I moved here in 2019 – um, it was just kind of like an L-shaped course uh, at first. Uh, and then they added that little patch that goes like up and around. And that, that like that little, that little addition changed the track tremendously, I think. Yeah. I watched some of the old races and they were good, but yeah, it, it adds a whole different kind of, kind of deal right there looking from the other races. And I mean, the jumps, they're big, you get good airtime good competitive racing. I mean, that race at ERX was probably one of the best I've seen. I, I watched it earlier today while I was eating lunch, actually. I mean, it was just a good race. <laughs> yeah. You know, a part of me wishes I could have watched that race a little bit differently. I was, uh, I was stuck to a UTV and I uh, couldn't move too much, but I went back and I finally watched the the ERX um, race and, and man, it was incredible. I tell you what, I, I definitely missed out. I was, you know, busy hurting in a UTV, but it was, it was a great race. Yeah. And I think, you know, Lena, Lena is a great track too. I mean, the first time I raced there in a side-by-side, I never thought we would ever get a pro four on that track. I damn sure didn't think we'd get 10 of them on the track. And sure shit. I mean, it's, it's a fun racetrack. It's fun to drive a pro four on that track. You know, feel like a Saturday night, three, eight mile circle track. 
Yeah, I remember uh, when they were going to go to Lena. That was the track I was looking forward to the most. Was uh, that that Pro Four race at Lena? I mean, <laughs> not to be rude, Mister Henderson, uh, but with Leduc coming back and and the Greaves, uh, you know, kind of coming together on that small course, I was I was really looking forward to that race. Yeah, yeah, I was too, and I've had some good luck there, so uh, I won't take the pun. Obviously, there's. You know, they got more championships between the three of them than I have races, so I can't really <laughs> say shit. <laughs> uh, so uh, what's uh, what's in the future then for you, uh, for, for Jimmy? Do you plan on just um, trying to build something here in Pro 4, or do you plan on moving to a different discipline or, or an additional discipline to help you with your uh, racing experience or seat time? No, um, I mean, I really don't plan on moving outside of off-road racing. Um, I had an offer to do some circle track stuff, and I watched one of my old in-car videos, and I was like, nah, I, I don't even want to mess with that. It, it just, <laughs> it, it's, it's just too much fun. I mean, so if anything, I may get back into side-by-sides. Um, I looked into that a little bit this year and we're going to kind of move that direction to plan on getting back into side-by-sides either later this year or early next year. Um, really depends on when I can find one. So um, that that's kind of a direction we may go into. You know, I still do a lot of stuff on my own. I got a friend of mine that runs late models and mess with him a little bit and stuff like that. But really during the season, during the season's kind of my time off. Um, it's my most relaxed time because when I come home, I actually go in the house and not down to the <laughs> shop. <laughs> so right now I got a good thing going. You know, I'll probably throw a side-by-side in there, probably buy a Polaris and run here in Georgia or maybe just run up in the Northwoods up there in Wisconsin. But um, other than that, man, I'm just wanting to build this Pro 4 team. You know, I told I told United that I felt like I could build a championship team and that's all I'm focused on right now. So if it doesn't benefit that, then I'm, I'm not spending my time nor my money on it. So, uh, so when are you going to be moving to Wisconsin then? Well, that's a long story. <laughs> I told my wife, I found, told my wife I found 10 acres close to Johnny's shop and she's like well you better build that damn pool before you buy anything else (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah so uh, yeah we're we're working on that we're looking around but not in a hurry you know Mm -hmm. Um, I got a Cody Ladowski the guy he owns a, a machine shop straight line machine up there in Pulaski and my truck stays there, and he's got room for my semi. He's got room for my motorhome. You know, he's very hospitable. It's easy to just stay there with him and uh, hang out with those guys. So that's working right now. Really no rush to, to be permanent. I, I have two businesses down here, and they're, uh, one of them is a manufacturing plant, so it's kind of permanent. <laughs> but um, you never know. I, I might get a wild hair up my ass and do something like that. <laughs> Just, that's all you got to do is just get a little cabin, little cabin in Wisconsin. Everyone's got one. That's what I want. 
Johnny's got a little cabin in Crivets, and I love that place. That's, we just like that, that's a house. That's not a little cabin. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a mansion. It's a mansion. But we, we like we roll right out of his house, and we like drive down the street, like the street street. They, you can't do that here in Georgia. Yeah, they, they arrest you for stuff like that and assume you're high or drunk. So we're like. We just roll right out of his driveway. We're rolling down the street. We dive off into the woods and we ride for hours and then just go hang out at a bar, turn around and come back. It is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, it, literally it's, and they do it all the time, you know, and I do love that life, you know, and, uh, right now this, the second business we have is only two years old. So I'm trying to build it and, kind of do what Johnny did with me, like build it up and like, let it go. Like, there you go, butterfly, fly away. <laughs> and, um, you know, once I get that kind of built up to where it needs to be, then, uh, I'm definitely going to be looking, looking at the map toward your guys way. Right. That's what I'm talking about. I feel like I have more friends up there than I do down here. Cause I actually spend, <laughs> When I'm up there, I'm not stuck in my office. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> since, you know, Wisconsin is you know a few years down the road, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, talk about KOH, man. How was that? Like you said, you were a uh, part of uh, CJ's pit crew. Um, any, any desire to, uh, to get into KOH itself? No, um, not after seeing how much work I've been there two years with them. And, you know, it's so much work. It, it It's incredible what they have to do to get ready for that. Even once you got a car built, like once you got a car built, you got to travel there. You got a whole week of pre-running. Um, you know, unless Johnny tells me I can't go no more, I plan on just doing that with them as long as they do it. And that's probably about all I can stomach as far as KOH. I mean, it's a long week. All I'm doing is like pre-running cars and working on stuff. And I'm beat to death at the end of the day, you know? <laughs> so, no, I don't want to take the whole thing on. <laughs> I don't think I want that responsibility and, and put that on me. Like I said, I mean, running at the level of like a, a pro four has been my dream my whole life. And, and I got, I had a really bad wreck at Pocono in 2003 and um, as I was climbing the ranks up to NASCAR, the Cup Series and whatnot, and um, had a just really bad wreck. You know, actually, it's on YouTube. Just go to Jimmy Henderson wreck. You'll see it. <laughs> Yellow car with the motor. The one, the one that hits the wall and the motor goes flying across the track, that's me. So, and uh, it, it was, you know, I was passing a lap car on the outside. He smacked me. We hit the wall. A lot of bad stuff happened. Anyways, I had a concussion after that. Um, I tried to go back testing. I went and tested at Talladega. Did okay. The net, the first race I tried to come out, I blacked out in the car. Um, you know, and I was like 20. I don't know. No, I was. I guess I was 20. I was 20, 21 when this happened. So it was a long time ago. My brain hopefully is healed by now. But um, <laughs> little CTE. <laughs> yeah. But um, after that, you know, it took the wind out of my sails. Um, I actually quit racing from 05 to 2009 and um, didn't race at all. I actually competed in Scottish Island Games. So um, 
and it kind of took that dream away from me. You know, after that wreck, I just like, how do I ever climb back? Cause I spent like, I mean, man, I can't believe I graduated high school. Like, you know, I, I would spend weeks, <laughs> weeks gone. Like I literally graduated high school. I did graduate early. I graduated, um, half a year early or finished all my classes half a year early. But I spent a ton of time my senior year traveling, running a late model series. And, um, you know, so I spent a lot of my childhood just racing, working on racing, trying to be a better driver. And then it kind of all got taken away from me when I had my wreck, because when I blacked out, then they just pulled on my license. They're like, oh, you, we can't let you back on the big tracks. So it kind of took all that away. Um, and I've worked myself back up from running legends cars, like the little tiny legends cars and thought I was just going to, okay, let's just make this a hobby. So I ran legends, dabbled with some late model stuff and then ran across side-by-side racing. And when I got into side-by-side racing, it like revamped me to really want to push to, um, you know, kind of move up again. I, I loved it so much. I loved racing off-road so much and the dirt flying and, you know, banging a little bit and nobody says nothing to you about it. And it was just so exciting. I was like, I, I want to get back into it. You know, I want to get back into it full time. Like legends I could do in my sleep, like, you know, <laughs> throw some tires on the car, set it up. Let's go to the track type deal. And, um, I'd even take the car to work with me. I'd like to take the car. I'd take the race car on an open trailer to the job site and drive from the job site in my work truck straight to the racetrack, kick everybody's ass and go home and go back to work next day. <laughs> it was an interesting time. But, you know, when I got back into, when I got into off-road, I really enjoyed it. And I, I ran Champ Off-Road a little bit, and I ran Johnny's series, um, King, King of the Elements. And we were running good. You know, we, we came up there, and a lot of people struggle going up to Wisconsin and going up to you guys and competing. Um, it's very professional up there, and all the drivers are very good. I remember Rodney and Chaney used to just, like, kick me all over the track. And not in, a, not in a literal way, but they were really fast. And I was like, yeah. you know, I'm going as fast as I can. I'm like, Jesus, how's this Yamaha? And I had a can of ammo. I was like, how's this Yamaha smoking me? You know, but, <laughs> you know, I had some good luck. I had some good runs at Lena and stuff. And when Johnny gave me the opportunity to run Pro 4, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet. We're going to do this. And I ran those four races. And during the off season, I was like, fuck it. We're going all in. Like I, I told my wife, me and my wife talked about it. Like, honey, I'm selling your car. We're selling the house. I'm addicted. I bought, I bought you a nice Pinto and a camper. We're good. We're fucking doing this. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we did, we went all in and, um, it's paid off. Like I said, we signed our, our corporate deal with United this year. Falcon Tire has been a huge add to us. Um, and, you know, with the help of Johnny and Kathy and CJ and that whole team and my crew, I mean, honestly, I have Johnny gifted me a crew, Cody and Pat, of people that knew the trucks already. They knew the trucks better than I did, really. 
Like I'm still learning the truck. I rebuilt my truck this year, literally just to rebuild it for no good reason. You know, I changed all the bolts, stuff like that, like you have to do. But like I, ta- I, I will literally take the truck apart just to put it back together to learn the truck. And um, that's why I do like having it here because like I pulled the motor out by myself and then I called my dad and I was like, hey, I need some help. I can't roll the stand and hold the motor at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so motor's about to fall. Can you help me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah like... <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, it's really like, it's, I love it. And we did, we took a huge risk going all in on it, but it's paid off. Like I said, you know, we, we've built the sponsorships. I've got long-term contracts where I can build a team now, you know, so we're going to be in, we're going to be in short course off-road pretty much until I'm too old to drive the damn thing. All right. All right. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Getting a point championship out of you. Yeah. Well, I hope so, man. Cause uh, we're here to stay, you know, I've, like I said, I've got the long-term support. I hope to bring on more guys, you know, as, as we build this and we build some um, reputation around the team and stuff. But I do, I have the confidence that we can run with them. Um, you know, you're not going to go out every weekend and you're not going to win every race against LaDuke and CJ and Johnny. That's just unrealistic. But if I can pick one, you know, one or two off this year and be consistent, you know, we finished third in the points this year just off consistency, but we're we're a long ways from being at their level but can we compete with them hell yeah yeah i think we can i think we can compete with them and give them a challenge um you know and just kind of be there and, and be somebody they have to worry about so that that's our goal for this year we we want to step out of that kind of mid tier you know kind of me and the tag and a couple other people just hanging out over here right below that top three and I want to be in that top three you know I at least want to be competing with them and when we show up to the racetrack I want people to feel like and and my team when I say people I mean me my team my wife like hey we're here for a podium but we want to win and we're capable of winning and um you know that's what this year is going to be about is is being more patient understanding that in off-road leading the first lap don't mean a damn thing because I don't learn that many a times, um, you know, in pro forwards, it really is about being patient. I mean, even if it's the last lap and you're running second, man, you can just put a little pressure on somebody. Cause I've seen the craziest things happen in pro four. I mean, we are, we're very aggressive with truck, but you never know when somebody's going to lose a gear, blow a tire, bike it, you know, put it on the bike or flip it. And, you don't have to force the issue every time, you know, running like three eighths mile in a super late model. You got to force the issue almost every time there is one lane on the track. You're not passing anybody unless you make it happen. And that's <laughs> kind of beating my head after 15 years of running circle track, but in pro four, it ain't like that. You can't do that. The truck can't take a hundred percent every single lap is mm-hmm. something I've learned, or, or at least that's the way I feel. And the second thing is, if you force every pass, you ain't going to have a truck to race with at the end of the race anyways. So you might as well not do it. Yep, yep. 
so I'm learning, you know, I'm learning and I got a lot more to learn. I'm nowhere near where I need to be. Y'all have no idea how much time I spend stalking other pro four drivers. <laughs> I'm that weird guy. Yeah, I, I'm, worse, I'm worse than the weird chick at the track that just won't leave you alone. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, i i do remember you saying that uh i i believe dirt city um you're saying that you're getting sick and tired of being like bullied and that yeah. you didn't want that no more um so how do how i guess with that mentality you think you were kind of like down on yourself a little bit throughout the season and then finally it just finally kicked in and been like hey i could run with these guys and i'm gonna show them what's up um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. You know, you have to have confidence out there that you can run with them. And not only that, but when you do get around somebody that is really a great driver, you know, just, and, and that's the truth, not just great equipment. Cause when we're out there, we got whatever equipment we have. Once you're on the track, it don't matter, man. I wish I would have put that other spring on there. That shit don't matter. Once you're on the track, it's you in that car. You got to go at it. But yeah, when you get around other great drivers and if you get any kind of intimidation, they'll expose that, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that sometimes I got around, I would get up there around CJ or LaDuke and, and Matag was pretty aggressive with me. I'm pretty sure he hit every part of my truck <laughs> at some point during the season. But, you know, if you get up there and you're timid around them, you'll miss that opportunity. You know what I mean? If you're being timid, you'll miss that opportunity. And sometimes you create that, you know, accident that happened by being timid. Like you go into a corner and you don't pick the throttle up as fast as you should because I'm half a car length from CJ. And because I didn't pick the throttle up soon enough, I end up biking it, you know? Yeah. So situations like that, because you, you got to, you got to be on your game in a pro for you. you can't just like go in and kind of slide in the corner and hope it don't bite. Cause it's going to, you got to pick the throttle back up, you know, and you gotta, there's just things you have to do. And if not, you, I feel like I created a lot of the situations I got put in. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, like I, I backed into my tag at, um, at ERX or no, at Anigo. So at Anigo, like my tag took this real wide, into the 180 and when i went in i tried to like slow down more than i really should have because i felt like i was going to back into him and when i did that you know getting on the brakes a little harder than i was used to when i hit the dry slick i literally spun the truck around and just backed right into him you know and he was pretty pissed at me which i deserved it i mean i made a mistake as a driver here but i did it because you know, instead of driving my race, I let where he went on the track affect my driving. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I recognize that I, I got to quit that shit. So, <laughs> um, on the circuit, uh, what, what is your, uh, what is your, your favorite track and what is your least favorite track? Hmm. <laughs> I would say, you know, Crandon is really growing on me. Um, Crandon is the hardest. I've had the hardest time being fast at Crandon, finding speed. Um, But I do love that track. It's a lot of fun. But, man, it's hard. to ERX, I mean, we are 
we are battling there. And those <laughs> rollers on the backside, like it, the rollers create a lot of opportunities. The fans are really great up there, you know, but it's hard to beat. Um, it's hard to beat Crandon. I mean, the whole experience of the track, you know, as far as like going through the, um, going through the parade and all the fans that show up there. So yeah, that's a, it's kind of a catch 22, but I would have to say Crandon. Yeah. Well, all right. Sweet, sweet. High speed, you know, fast track, real sweepy. It's a good track. As far as my least favorite track, I haven't managed to make an entire race at Bark River without either wrecking Johnny or blowing a tire out. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure if I don't like it or if it don't like me, but something's there. Something's there. <laughs> Some fucking mojo on that chair. I'm I'm taking like I'm taking some Lucky Charms, a horseshoe. I'm going to bury it somewhere out there. <laughs> bury it right underneath their camper. <laughs> yeah. So, Jimmy, yeah. if uh, if you do decide to get back into UTV, uh, what would you uh, what would you be jumping into? Hopefully not a hopefully not a Can Am because I mean your buddy, Mister Cheney, uh, has very bad luck in the Can Am when it comes to the uh, short course off-road series yeah i didn't have great luck in a can-am just um the the year i ran it we did good you know we set a lot of poles and stuff but i kept having park failures probably more to my lack of knowledge of what how much we needed to be changing and how often we needed to change parts out but um i would say it'd be a polaris i mean after I've always like laughed at Polaris because Luberg has like the loudest race car ever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> when you're in the stands and you can hear Luberg going through the pits while Pro Cores are on the track, like, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get my Pro Four and I'm like, where in the hell is Luberg at? Yeah. I can hear. His car. <laughs> I think something's wrong with your truck. Uh, you're like, what the fuck is that? So Beyond Redline has done a new exhaust for um, for CJ's Polaris when we were running out at KOH. He's got, you know, great horsepower in it. He's got a normal exhaust that you can, you know, it's not very loud. It's got a good, like, tune to it. It doesn't have that tin can sound to it. So I got a feeling Beyond Redline is going to change quite a bit of how people look at Polaris and obviously CJ in a Polaris is going to show everybody that it can win. Um, so I, I would probably go with a Polaris. I think so. Cause that one that they took out to KOH and I think enough listeners probably know how demanding KOH is. That thing was pretty much bone stock axles, a arms, shock springs. Like they had some tuning done to the shocks and that was about it threw a cage on it and he went out there and ran the death out of it. And Johnny let me drive his Can-Am like it was an RC stock Can-Am last year in the rocks. And when I got back, I'm pretty sure every A-arm was bent. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. He may have just rolled it out at the dumps. Like, do y'all have a dump up there in Wisconsin? He just (laughs) backed it out of the trailer. Like, yeah, fucking Jimmy. He ain't driving none of my shit anymore. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll let him have fun with this one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So I have have one more question, uh, seeing as how it is uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, I have a question, and it's a question I've never asked anyone on the show, 
And I feel I'm that's not very sending you a Valentine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> only Jeffrey. Yeah, only it's me. the holiday. Only me. So yeah. hypothetical situation, Mr. Henderson, Mr. Henderson, right? Hypothetical, totally yeah. hypothetical. Don't know this person at all. Uh, we're gonna play a little game called "Is It Prostitution?" So, I have uh, I have a buddy of mine. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute, let me let me grab a shot of Fireball real quick. Make sure I'm ready for this one. <laughs> I th- really think you went to go get a shot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Go ahead. So I uh, so, so hypothetical. Let's say this guy uh, gets hit up by a girl. She's like, "Hey, come over." And he's like, oh, I, I don't have any, uh, I don't have any gas money. And she goes, oh, I, I got you. Just come on over here. If you got enough gas, come over here. Just come on over. Um, so he's like, okay. So they, so goes over there, right? They hook up, uh, and then she gives him gas money, uh, approximately fifty dollars. He goes and he puts forty-two dollars into his gas tank, and then the remaining eight dollars he uses uh, on Taco Bell. Is this person a prostitute or not? <laughs> nah. No. 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 <laughs> I mean, yes. if I'm so broke, I don't have $50 worth of gas, I'd ride my bike over there. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. Okay. <laughs> Thank just you. A, He's just a, a good friend trying to help somebody out in need. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. See, Jeffrey? Uh, my, yeah, my friend yes, is not. See, Jeffrey? <laughs> my, my very good friend is not. See, so, Jeffrey, you don't even was... have to feel bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only thing you got to feel bad about is she only gave you 50 bucks. <laughs> I know I have a diesel. No, <laughs> <laughs> need to put premium in. Yeah, man. <laughs> friend uh, had a Cadillac. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but all right, man. That's uh, that's pretty much all the questions that I that I have, Jimmy. Uh, anything else uh, from you, Mister Keeble? Uh, no, no. no. Uh, do you have any sponsors you want to thank for the upcoming season? Absolutely. Um, you know, I want to thank United Rentals, obviously. I want to thank uh, Falcon Tire, cited about that. Um, everybody else is going to be the same beyond Red Line, Straight Line Machine, Dirt Launch Products. Um, you know, want to thank my wife, Cody Ladowski, Pat Haas. Denise Ladowski is joining our team as a as a uh, actual member of the team and is going to be handling all the hospitality stuff so i'm excited about that gonna be some good food pat's wife also jen she's gonna be involved in some of the cooking stuff like that so we got a good team going on but that's about it man other than that i'm just looking forward to rush three that's gonna come out (laughs) one day god damn it (laughs) thank you exactly did tito text you to say that no, <laughs> all right, all right, we we gotta go, guys. No. <laughs> you you text me, you text me forty five minutes before you call me and said we we got some wires mixed up. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say this rush thing's gonna be out at the end of the season. <laughs> no, it's in production. Uh. <laughs> it's it switched uh, it switched uh, editors. I know there's a lot, there's a lot of buttons on that keyboard. Yeah. I know it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Anything regarding Rush Part Three, please at jkeeble underscore one three six on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> all right jimmy well thanks for coming on homie yes thank all you right, so much guys. jimmy all right guys we'll see y'all in a go all right later all right. see ya oh whoa 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 who's that i fall apart <laughs> why my post malone <laughs> yeah I, well i know the song but why are you playing it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> For the day, yeah, it's just well, the way my Valentine's is. Going. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was awesome catching up with Jimmy. I love Jimmy. Jimmy's a good shit. Yeah, I'm uh such a big fan of Jimmy, man. Yeah, it's well, not big always enough. Fun to sit down. Not big enough to pick him as your Pro Four champ in 20. <sighs> you know, if he stays in Pro Four as long as you know he says he's going to, I think for sure. He'll, he'll get a points championship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one day. But I'm just going on a big limb, like a $1,000 bet limb. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Are you trying to make 1000 like with me? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Right now. So it's, so it's either like Jimmy wins or, or my pick wins? Yeah, we can do that. And if neither of our picks win, it's just, it's just a push? It's just a push. You know I pick... Kyle Duke, right? Pick Kyle Duke then. <laughs> you have a gambling issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, thousand dollars, dude. <laughs> Fucking let's go. Jimmy's from Jimmy's from GA, Georgia. You need to go to GA Gamblers Anonymous. Come on, let's go. Right you here. really want to do a thousand dollar bet? Yep, a thousand dollar. So if Jimmy wins, if Jimmy wins, you owe me I'll a thousand. Pay you a thousand. Yeah, and if Kyle Duke wins, I'll give you a thousand. This is how much confidence I have in him moving into his his whole new program. And and, and this isn't gonna be like oh a thousand like oh I'm paying you this summer anyway. So like like it's it's on top <laughs> of whatever you're paying me this summer on top of that. Yes, yeah, on top of your salary, what I'm paying you. Why do I, why do I, why do I not want to take this? Cause I know it's going to be some bullshit. No, it's not. No, some bullshit's going to happen. Uh-uh. Uh, I do have to get enough money for Jazz's wedding in November. So I could definitely use the thousand. There you go. Or you might not be going to Jazz's wedding. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so I'd be betting so much more than just a thousand. Oh, shit. Uh, why do I not want Why do I not want to take this? Do it. Our three listeners are going to be. They'll hold us accountable. How about this? Mm-mm. No, straight up or not. <laughs> straight up right now. Yeah, right right now. now. Right now. At the second. Three, two, one. Yes. Bet. All right. Bet. Bet. All right. Thousand dollars. Well, that uh, ends the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah! Alrighty. Well, I guess I'm gonna be getting a new host. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Pulse will be fighting a new cameraman uh, over the summer. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, it's good. Good short, quick post or a good short, quick episode. Got to uh, talk to Jimmy and and then uh, yeah, it was fascinating. To learn about um, that truck. It's a lot of rental parts and. Not a lot of new stuff, so that success pretty yeah, good. Yeah, his new so. tire sponsor is is exciting too, and uh, 
Yeah, can't wait till what? What do you say? Anigo March. Anigo March. Yeah. March. He'll be around here. I think in May he'll be back in Wisconsin. Oh, is that then. what he said? Oh, okay. Yeah. So then May. So. Yep. So hopefully he'll finish on uh, all four Falcon tires for uh, for Bark River instead of. Uh, you know, those RTs. Yeah. Alrighty. So I am Tito Labine. This has been an absolutely excellent show. I had such a great time talking to Jimmy. Uh, great time talking with Jeffrey as always. Um, still don't know the sign off, but uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you and uh, see you later. Yeah. We'll see ya. Peace. Welcome to Chatting with Unk, presented by The Impulse Show, or until Spam becomes becomes a main sponsor. But uh, the point of this show is if you're a young indigenous man or woman and are confused in these hard times where they colonized us, Unk will help you and guide you through these hard times. So if you guys have any questions, please Please hit hit chatting with Unk on our Twitter with any questions and we'll do our best to update them on these upcoming episodes in podcast. So I'm your host, Gwas, and my co-host, the nephew, the nephew, Wab Gwas, Wab Gwas, and, and, and we have Unk laying down oh, on the couch. Bonjour. Bonjour, nephews. It's a Nagani comic. Hoa. Hoa. Mmm. So, how's you doing? Doing good. Doing good. African American month. They only get one month. Makadei month. Makadei month. But these white people get 12 months. So, Unfair. Damn land stealers. Uh-huh. The whole year they get it. Uh-huh. One what whole we, year. What do we get? And they still they half, still they still got half time. a Columbus Day. Yeah, half a Columbus Day. <laughs> yeah, still gotta share that day with them. <laughs> yep. Still gotta share that day. And then they think Thanksgiving is like our day. It's not our day. It's nobody's day. It's a bad day. <laughs> it's a bad, <laughs> it's a bad day. day. <laughs> uh but no, so Unc, uh, we have some questions here for you, if uh, you don't mind answering them. Do you got time? I got all the time. It's good day to indigenous. All right. All right. So the first question, the very first question on this show, hard question. Where do you go? You want to take it away? So I'm young. And I'm mm-hmm. running into some problems on this trail of life. On the powwow trail. Mainly the powwow trail. Um, running into problems picking up some aunties. 
I don't know how to go about it and I just need some wisdom. I just, I, I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Need some wisdom and guidance on how to snag these aunties. Mm-hmm. When you're out on the powwow trail, that's when it's real easy. You're out there and, you know, staying under the stars. And when that, when that powwow starts, you go up and tell, tell aunties that their fire bread recipe is the best. Even if it tastes like shit. You always say it's the best. And then you ask them them for their chili recipe. Because then if you get their chili recipe, shows that you're interested, that you want it, that you want more than just their fry bread. You want their fry bread, you know, by the powwow and after the powwow. <laughs> you know, and then and then you can get that chili afterwards. You let them know, like, hey, I want your fry bread, baby. That's usually how you get an auntie to snag. But, you know, sometimes they'll play hard to get. And then you got you to gotta ask them for that fry bread recipe that chili recipe and then you take them out for the two dance two step that's how you let them know like hey i want you i need you unk's gotta have you ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and unk uh i'm way too familiar with this question and uh i don't know how to uh to explain it to them uh how do you become an uncle dad what is an uncle dad? Or what is an uncle dad? What is an uncle dad? You know, when you're on the res a uh, long time, uh, you start to get where everyone, everyone's your nephew. I mean, you may not, they may not actually be your nephew, but we're all part of the same family. Everyone's nephew. And let's say one of your, uh, one of your brothers goes away. She's not making them alimony payments. <laughs> and you got to step in. You got to step in that household, that teepee. You know, and when auntie is, uh, auntie's cold, you got to step in and give her, give her step in for your boy, no matter how long he's gone. There's six months, one year, the pen, one night in county, step in, give her all the wants she needs, no matter how big or small you might. And then, and then when the nephews and nieces, Unc, Unc, why are you here? I'm your dad now, your uncle dad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how so that's what uh uncle dad is huh all right then so, well well unc that was uh some good wisdom there anytime you need more wisdom more guidance we'll be here uncle be here all right well Just make sure you bring a high gravity every monday at three o'clock we'll be here no <laughs> but uh no that's that's all the time that uh unk has today for his uh wisdom talks Uh, gotta go get the gotta go get my high gravity at the c store (laughs) (laughs) gotta go take my uh nephew (laughs) 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 nephew's gotta pick me up so he'll be here in a little bit yeah yeah so all right then that's all the time we have uh, in, in our language, Baba Mina. Oh, Gene Glitch. Uh-huh. <laughs>